happy and it's useful to be here. It always makes me feel happy to come and, and minister to the sick and the needy. God knows that the world is sure to need. Now, tonight as we minister, Brother Garden told me the other day to kind of refresh myself and speak a while tonight. Tomorrow afternoon is the uh, life story. I wish, if you would, if you come out tomorrow and can make it in the afternoon so we'll not bother anyone. Services, religious services. If you can come in the afternoon, it'll be very, very fine. And then tomorrow night, I trust that God will give us our outstanding evening service tomorrow night. Next week, they've asked me to continue on a little while, which I'm going to try my best. We first tell them every day or three to five nights anywhere. And this time I'm trying to stay a little long because it's so difficult to take them. To take them. God bless her little heart. I just love little children. She's passed by there. Bless her little heart. Yes, sweetheart. She has eye trouble, don't she, Mother? She's extremely nervous, too, isn't she? Isn't that right? You're suffering with the back trouble. Isn't that right? Yes, well, now, you believe me when I tell you. Will you do that? You go home testifying that you're healed and bite your daughter, too, and everything will be all right for you. you think? God bless you. Now, little sweet little thing come by waving her little hand. I just love little children with all I don't. Do not doubt nothing, sister. Now, that... You know that I'm a perfect stranger to you, and I do not know you, know nothing of you, but you believe me, what I told you be the truth in God. You go ahead, just testify, say you're healed, and all's over, and your baby will get well, and everything will be all right. Now, I want you to remember that tomorrow night, everybody tried to be in tomorrow night for the healing service, and next week, our, what we try to hold off for so many cards is to try to get to a place where our meetings are usually congested with many, many thousands of people. But it hasn't been too many people in the meeting. And I feel that we'll just take next week and we won't have any prayer cards. We'll just pray for everybody. Just let everybody come up and pray for them. And, um, and uh, I believe that there's been enough to sit around and watch the things in another meeting. So I'm, I'm trying to find a, something that God can get everyone, you know, heal everybody. That's what I want to see. Someone told me there'd been somebody here for many, many times in the other meetings and uh, had never been able to get into the prayer line. That's what I'm trying to get away from is as quick as possible, get to a place to where we can get everyone prayed for. The signs and wonders are glorious. And I believe, oh, I tried it in Copio and many of the different places, and it was just wonderful. But in America, I have never tried this yet. I will try to find the will of God, to find out what God wants me to do. And I, I always want to walk in His perfect will if I possibly can do everything. But I, I know that it can't be done that yourself. Now, everybody, be reverent. Believe with all of your heart. And now, I want to thank some of the dear people. I, a certain lady, I, she may not even be here, a couple days ago, brought me some clothes. A little boy, Peter, she's 
You, I believe, I've stayed to see the vision. There's a little lady sitting right there with a white-looking dress on, young girl. You're trying your best for me to say something, aren't you, sister? Do you believe with all your heart? And when I walked on the platform a while ago, you started praying or something, didn't you? Because I turned around and I noticed you were praying or something. You were wanting me to tell you that what, what's wrong with what Isn't that right? Well, let me go to telling you a little story. You're just a young woman. We know that by looking at you. But one time there was a woman in the Bible, something of your nature, and she promised the Lord what she would do if the Lord would just bless her. Is that true? She goes up to the temple to pray about it one day. Is that right? This woman. And the priest misunderstood her. And she prayed with such sincerity for God to take away her reproach until she was misunderstood. Is that right? And the priest of the temple came out and said, The Lord grant to you your desire. And in nine months from then, she had her desire. Wasn't that right? A little baby. God bless you, sister. And may God give you the child that you're desiring. Don't worry, mother. I believe she'll embrace the child soon. I just have faith. Believe with all your heart. People down in this end of the road, look this way. Believe with all your heart. Here's that kind of a heavy set lady sitting here. I just contact now by the Spirit of God. Sister, if I tell you what's wrong with you, I know, yes, I see now. Here's what it is. You have difficult breathing, isn't that right? Difficult breath, you can't breathe. You do what I tell you to do and believe me as God's prophet. You know that you're a stranger. No way in the world I know that except God. You believe in that? Well, you go testifying that you're evil and telling people you're evil. There's a man sitting right next to you also with that white shirt on. He's in trouble also. Isn't that right, sir? I don't know your troubles in your arms. No, no, it isn't. You have a prostate trouble for one thing, and you're having trouble in your... No, you got pleurisy. That's what it is. Isn't that right, sir? It's in your sides along like that. That is right. Well, you believe me as God's prophet? You know it's your stranger to me. All right, you go and forget you ever had pleurisy and testify your healing. You shall have what you've asked for. God, be merciful. Nervous and eye trouble, isn't it, sister, with your little girl? Have faith. She'll get over that and be all right. Amen. You believe too, sister? That complication, cancer, even everything else working on you. Isn't that true? Yes, sir. All right, this lady sitting here with this white-looking collar on. You have complication. You have, you've had cancer also, haven't you? All right, Jesus heals you now. You're over that. You can go home and be free as you want to be. Don't fear about the girl's eyes there, sister. And your nervous trouble also, that'll leave you, and you'll be all right. God bless you, sister, and have mercy. Have faith. Just believe. Down in this way, everyone look and believe. Have faith. All right, sir, you're sitting there with your short sleeves on there, with eyes and ear trouble. Isn't that right? You believe me? All right, testify that you're healing. God will make you well. He'll heal you right now if you just believe it. Oh, dear brother, sister, anywhere, God is here. He can just make known. Let us pray just now. Our Heavenly Father, many are the afflictions of your people, but it says, 
Will the Lord deliver them out of them all? All time would not permit how that you could sweep over this audience one from the other, speaking to them. Lord, surely the people would know that your servant standing here, not an earthly way, knowing that there's a spiritual contact between these people and thy servant. And I'm trying to tell him it's your divine gift that was sent down from glory to manifest your presence. As you told Nathaniel, before Philip called you when you were under the tree, I knew you. You told a woman about her sins. You told him where to find the mules. You knew where the fish was that had a coin in his mouth. You know all things, and you reveal them to us as we serve you. And we know you said these things that I do greater shall you, for I go unto my Father. And your spirit is here tonight, manifesting. Father, help me as I speak it the word. May the word now go forth with power, bring forth the results that will start this audience, everyone, the cripples to walk, the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the dumb to speak. May they leave here rejoicing, happy, shouting, glorifying you, and may tomorrow be a new day of dawn that when blind sees and deaf hear, lame walk, cancers are gone away, weariness has fled, faith is in. Jesus rules and reigns, all doubts gone. Grant it, Father. Bless you, thy people. We're gathering together here at the end of the week to serve you and to bless thy name through praise and thanksgiving. While we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Now, everyone, now, I want you to listen real closely while I speak for a few moments. Don't doubt, just have faith to believe. But I want to read in St. John, the 14th chapter, you that have your Bibles. I wish to speak just for a few moments. And I believe God's going to give us a breakthrough tonight. I believe, if I'm on the audience. You feel better now, don't you, brother and sister? There's a little lady right there in front, but just have faith now. Just believe with all your heart. All right. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. And I go and prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive into myself that where I am, there you may be also. Where I know, where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not where thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. From henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father his suffice. I want to use that for just a little text for a few moments. Then we want to come back and do the healing service again. Just to speak to you on the word. Show us the Father and it's the Father. In other words, it'll satisfy us if you'll show us the Father. Now I want, how many would like 
just really see God. I want to see you. Just like to see God. Show us the Father, and it'll satisfy. Now, that I want to speak to you just as quickly as possible upon some ways to see God and how to see Him. And God, if I can, by the Scripture and by the wonders and signs, prove to you who God is and where He's at, will you believe me? you believe me? All right. Show us the Father, and it'll satisfy. I'm going to take about four ways to see God. Then we'll come down and make it in the last part of it a way where you'll be asked to see God. I'm going to show it to you, if I can, by the help of the Spirit tonight, in four different manners. Now, first, we want to speak of God in His universe and God in His Word, God in His Son, and God here in His name. I want to show you God in His universe, show you God in His Word, show you God in His Son, then see God here in His people. Then that ought to satisfy any of us, should it? Let's bow our heads. The eternal God, the author of life and giver of every good gift, as we now have opened up the Word and read it, the words that fell from your beloved Son, Jesus, we know they're eternally true. And that they're in, there's nothing more truer than God's Word. And we love it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the Word. And now, Father, that the people may be established now, may be settled upon the Word, the solid foundation, that is, if Satan should come to them in any manner, they could flee to the Word. It is written. Now, Father, help us tonight and open the Word to us and open our understanding. Circumcise the lips of your servant that speaks and circumcise the hearts of the people that the Word may fall in that it may fall in rich, fertile ground and bring forth a hundredfold. And may there not be a feeble one among us after tonight. May it be over tonight. Everyone with faith, Father, grant it. And now may the Holy Spirit take the things of God and deliver them right out to the people. For we ask this in the name of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the aged old cry, if I could only find God. That all ages, people are born to worship. You worship something. Maybe it's your child, your car, your home, your job. Maybe even your church. That will not work. It isn't the church we worship, it's God. The caveman. The Indian, the American Indian, we found that he worshipped the sun, and he believed there was a happy hunting ground. When one died, they put the corn and so forth, his bow and arrow, and sent him out across the sea somewhere, his canoe, that he would find the happy hunting ground where he would have provisions to carry him over. There's something in the human heart that calls out for a worship somewhere. No man is on earth without worship. You worship something. Jesus told the woman at the well, you worship, you know not what? We know salvations of the Jews. 
Now, worship is not all we desire. There's a provided way of worship. Did you know that? See, there's a way to worship, and a way right way to worship, and the wrong way to worship. I'm not trying to tell you which way to worship, but I'm telling you there's a way that you have to approach God, and if you do not come that provided way, you certainly cannot find God. There's a way for me to go home, not across the field, shortcut, go the highway. That's what was made, it's provided for me. God don't have any shortcuts. We all come the same way. There's no shortcuts to glory. We must come the way. Look in the beginning. When Cain and Abel were turned from the garden, their parents, and they both seen they were mortal beings and know they had to die. Look, Cain and Abel, both of them, wanted to worship God. And Cain, he built an altar to God. Now, if an altar is all that God requires... Cain was justified. And Cain made a sacrifice upon the altar. Is that right? Well, if a sacrifice on the altar is all God wants, Cain was justified. Then Cain also, uh, he built an altar and he worshipped, he put a sacrifice on it, and he knelt down and worshipped God. But God was displeased because he didn't come the right way. See, he built a church, an altar. He put a sacrifice on the altar, brought the fruits of the land. It was probably the more beautiful. You must watch this, friend. Don't never forget this. Brother Gordon told me I could have this little privilege tonight. It was to speak to the people a while, just before we make the final outpush for the ending of the services. Notice, it refreshes me to speak on the Word. It helps me. It keeps me, sometime under that anointing, it falls on me. And then I stay under there for a long time, it gets to weak, I can hardly stand. But preaching never bothers me. I love to talk of the Word. Notice, then, reason I was calling those people a few minutes ago, and different ones, I see another one right now, it's healed right now. But the reason I was doing that is because that you might know that His Spirit is here now. He's in the building now, see. But now back to Cain and Abel. When Cain worshipped, he built an altar, he sacrificed, he worshipped God. But that wasn't enough. And it was beautiful, no doubt, the flowers and things that grows in the field, and he decorated his altar. Why, soon, as soon as Easter comes, across the nation, there'll be a million dollars spent for Easter flowers that go on the altar. God don't care about that Easter flower on the altar. He wants you on the altar. You're the person for the altar. Not your flower, your money. He wants you. The altar was built for you to sacrifice your own will to his will. Well then, but if an altar, sacrifice, worship is all that God requires, then you'll have to say Cain was justified. And watch that beauty. Now, that's right in our, many of our full gospel churches coming right into it. See? They want to build a little better church. Put a few thousand dollar better pipe organ. That doesn't bring God in. That might bring people. But self-sacrifice brings God in to the will of God, see? And remember, in glory, the first thing that ever caused the first sin that Satan 
wanted a little better uh, things than what Michael had, went over and set himself up a, a better, more beautiful kingdom. See, that beauty, here it falls right down into his son, Cain, coming right on down, and he decorated his altars, beautiful. But here comes Abel, dragging a little old lamb behind him. I don't see nothing so pretty about that. He didn't have any ropes in them days, I guess, so they had a vine maybe wrapped around his neck because it was it was Christ. That's who it was. Or they led him away like a sl- lamb to the slaughter. They put a rope around his neck. And here he come leading his little lamb, blading, pulling back. He laid him up on a rock. Perhaps didn't have any sharp knives in them days. Probably took an old sharp rock and held his little head back and began to beat his little throat. Abel did. And the blood began to spurt out of his little arteries in his neck. Did you ever hear a lamb die? The most pathetic thing you ever heard is to hear a lamb die. High bleeds and bleeds. God looking down out of heaven said, that's what it takes. The blood speaking. What did it speak of? Years after that, the lamb of God was led away. Blood. You're the blood of your father and mother. But being born again, you become the blood of God, the blood of Christ cleansing us. And there he was, the Lamb of God, hanging up there on Calvary, bleeding, blading, his bloody locks dripping from his head, upon his shoulders, the blood spatting everywhere. I believe like Billy Sunday said at that hour, that this angel sitting in every bush said, just turn your hand away. Point to us and we'll destroy this mob. Some of them said he saved himself. He saved others himself. He cannot save. Criticize him. That's the greatest tribute was ever paid him. He couldn't save himself and others, so he gave himself to save others. There is the way. There brought down the results, standing there for the Holy Spirit coming through the blood of life, brings the human today in contact with God. Everybody wanted to find God down to the age. Job of old, he said, Oh, if I only knew where he was in his trouble, sitting there on the ash heap, scraping his boil. God dealing with the saints in this case. There he was sitting there scraping his boil. Some of his church friends come to him, set their backs turned to him. Not much consolation. But Job wanted to know, Oh, if I only knew where his house was. In other words, if I go knock on his door, he'd come out and talk to me. That's what he wanted to do. But notice, when a man is hungering and thirsting for God, God will draw an eye to the man. Always. See. Give up. Surrender your will to God. Then, when his church members came and could not console him, accused him to be in a secret sinner, said he'd sinned before God. Job knew he had not sinned. And he knew he was all right. But then God sent a young man down by the name of Elihu. Come down to meet Job, perfect type of Christ again. He didn't accuse Job of being a secret sinner. He tried to tell him of someone who would come and stand in the breach in the last days. Could put his hand upon a sinful man, upon a holy God, and bridge the way. Job, being a prophet, caught the vision. He stood up. Lightnings began to flash. Thunders began to roar. The prophet had come in contact with his father, God. He stood up and said, I know my Redeemer liveth. At the last days he'll stand up on the earth, though the skin worms destroys his body, 
Yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself. Mine eyes shall behold, and not another. Soul calling out for God. God in his universe. Recently I was watching, I love birds. I was watching some eagles here not long ago when I was on a fishing trip. An old mother eagle sitting way on top of a mountain. And she threw her wings out, and the little eagles caught a hold of her wings, and she went down into the valley. The first time they'd ever been out of that old nest. Reminds me there. Could you see God there? Yes, a sinner. Now, this is kind of jibber. The things of the world is like the eagle's nest. Full of sticks, thorns, vomit. The eagles are cursitators and they vomit their food. Smell. And a sinner that's living in the nest of the world among the vomit of the world, barrooms, walking around, knowing nothing about anything else but the old nest of the world. Then I seen her take her little ones and they caught a hold of her wings and she went down the mountain into the valley. Throwing out her big wings and the little eagles let loose. They begin to run around the little feet once for the first time upon soft ground, upon the grass, deep green grass. It leads me beside still waters. Oh my, how glorious and wonderful. Then notice closely when he was they did that then the little eagles the old mother eagle when she seen that what was she went plumb back up into the top of the mountains again sat down upon the rocks began to look down watching those little eagles I began to think my doesn't that seem like a little girl's sake one of the elders will you speak we'll run over and have prayer with the little girl and then now notice closely pay attention this way the little girl's got sick and some of them go to have prayer with her I think she has a card in her hand in the line probably in a few moments alright notice closely now but the old mother eagle sitting up there begins to watch now know how glorious that Jesus came taking us out of the things of the world, put us out in this glorious freedom out here. Them little eagles running carefree, eating grass and so forth, just like glorious old-time Holy Ghost meeting when the saints of God have come out of the things of the world. Down on the green carpet of God's blessing, carefree, our Savior has climbed the ramparts of glory. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know He watches me. He knows everything. All times, He knows what's wrong with you. There, she was watching. I noticed her picture up to my binoculars. I see her turn that big head sideways and look. I know what's the matter. She's sitting. She watches over those people. God in His creation again. God in his universe. I thought what would happen if a coyote would have to run in towards those little eagles? What would take place? Why, that old mother would be down after him in a moment. After a while, I see her hold her head up and she looked up and she made a squall. All at once she darted from that mountain down into the 
taking them wings. I wonder what was the matter. I couldn't see it yet. But across the mountain come a hurricane that she could smell in the air and knew it was coming. She was watching over her brood. And then, before she could get off the ground, the storm was already sweeping down through the holler. When she did, she pierced that storm going at 60 miles an hour. Those little eagles holding on to that mother's wings. And right into the cliff of the rock she went. I thought, oh God, one of these hours there's coming a scream from heaven. The trumpet of God shall sound. And every Christian shall fall to the wings of the old rugged cross. Piercing the storms of life. Out into the cliff in the rock. Christ Jesus. Oh my God in his nature. Watching in his universe. Just a moment, how he can take us no matter how hard the trial is. Just hold on to his wings and he'll bear you away. Watch God in his birds and how he cares for it. Watch God in the sunset. Not long ago there was an infidel passed through the lands, making infidels out of supposingly to be Christians. He was so educated to the ministers, was afraid to attack me. And then he went to Europe. On his road back, he got broke down. He went out into the west to make an arrest. And one day, while he walked out from his camp, oh, he swelled himself out. He began to look down there, come that whispering of the wind down through the pines. And he began to look up. He looked at those rocks hanging in the mountains. He said, oh, rocks, who put you in the mountains? Have I been wrong about the chronology of this world? All of a sudden, God began to speak. The Bible said, if they hold their peace, the rocks will cry out. God in his universe speaking from his rock. Through that infidel now down with the side of a tree. So, oh God, have mercy on my soul. There you are. If ministers are afraid to attack him, God can let the rocks speak out. God's in his universe speaking to his people. I've seen the sunset. Standing cry like a baby, just couldn't help it. Glorious to see God in his sunsets and his sunrise. God's in his animals. You go out here and look at the paper this winter. And the papers say, tomorrow is going to be fair. And all the news commentators say it's going to be fair. Watch that old sow. Take the shucks off of the, the north side of the hill and take them out on the south side and make her bed. Don't you believe what the paper says? No, sir, it'll be cold just as sure as the world. We'll have to hunt and find the rabbits going down underneath in the down low. Watch for snow and cold weather. Sure, they got a God-given instinct. Not long ago, I go up into the mountains to hunt. And in there, there's a... Uh, many times these ducks come out of down in Louisiana, go up into the north and make their nest up there in the slime in Canada and around. And they lay their eggs and hatch them. And when they hatch their eggs, in among those group of ducks, there's a little duck that's born that's a leader, a little drake. Just as soon as the first cold breeze sweeps down across the mountain, that little old duck will run right out in the middle of the pond. He's never been off that pond in all of his life. He was born there. He'll run out of there and stick his little honker up in there, honk four or five times. Every duck on the pond will come to him. What's the matter? God has given ducks instinct. That's right. They know that that little duck is born to leader. Something's going to happen. He's a cold breeze a-blowing. The trouble of it is when the cold breeze blows, man, 
of that order, never been off of there in his life, and go just as straight to Louisiana as he can go to the rice fields to dodge all the cold weather because God's given him a provided way to detect. He's never been off of there. He has no compass. He don't trust the compass. He trusts the instinct that God's giving. If a, we ought to have duck sense anyhow. If God could give us duck enough instinct to dodge the cold and go to safety, how much more ought he give his church with the baptism of the Holy Ghost to trust God? God in his nature. God provided a duck with instinct. God provided you with the Holy Spirit. He's your leader. He's your tonight to save you, to heal you. God in his nature, in his universe. One day my dad and I were plowing, and his horses began to snort. I said, what's the matter with him, Dad? He said, son, there's a storm coming out. I said, oh, my dad, look at how clear it is. He said, God has so provided that horses have an instinct they can smell storms for miles away. And we had not made two more hours, so we had to hurry to the barn. The horses seen it, knew it. They could detect it by the instinct before there was a sign of anything you could see with any other sense. Oh, the Holy Spirit. Oh, Church of God, you claim to kiss the blessings of the rim of the cup of blessings? How can you doubt God, who is almighty and omnipotent, who stands now to bless and to heal every person in this building? Why, how could you doubt him? When man through the ages, the only people that's ever mounted anything is those who dare to take the stand for God. Many things, how God provides, how bears is my favorite hunting. Oh, Mother Bears, you, in the fall of the year, when mating season, they'll go up into the mountain. There she'll eat him rock cones, and she never uh, eats anything else. The stomach is all shrunk up to just about as big as my fist, somewhere around five gallons. And it shrinks up. She stands over the back. The little ones are born about February. She's never wakes up. She maybe has anywhere from two to four little bears, and she never knows nothing about it until about May when she wakes up and her cubs are great big fellas then. Never eats a bite and those little bears nurse from her. What is it? God's provided way. That's right. God makes the way. Not long ago, there was a little preacher, a little uh, minister in a nearby city who thought maybe that he knew Lots about the, the thing. There's a little boy that went to his church. He asked his mother if, uh, wait. Or I guess they're going to take the little girl out to, maybe to get blessed or something. Hey, you're going out to the prayer tent? All right. All right. Now, notice. That's all right. All right. Notice. This little boy, he went to his pastor and he said, Pastor, he asked his mother first. That's a good way God heals you. Go and give your heart to him. That isn't that right? Good way to do. Now notice the pastor. The little boy asked this pastor. Said, "Pastor, I have heard you speak so much of God. Could anybody see God?" Well, the pastor said, "No, honey." He said, "Nobody could see God live." Well, he was disappointed. He asked his mother. His mother didn't know. He asked the Sunday school teacher. She didn't know. Said, "No one could see God." He was so disappointed. He used to stay up on the river near the Six Mile Island up there. There's an old fisherman there that had a long white beard. He hung around with this old man. One day up the river they were, and a storm came up. And after the storm, they came down the river, and any boatman here knows what the rhythm 
of ordering your boat and feeling the waves tip the oars, you know. And the old man looked around, the sun had come out, there was a rainbow. Setting, the leaves were all washed off and pretty. The old man kept pulling his boat, tears began to roll down his cheek. He pulled a little far and looked back again. The little fellow sitting in the stern of the boat, become so enthused till he ran up in the middle of the boat and he said, Sir, I'm going to ask you a question my mother couldn't answer, my father couldn't answer, my pastor, my Sunday school teacher, no one could answer me. But I believe there is a God and said, could I ever see him? It's too much for the old fisherman. He just pulled his oars in, threw his hands to his face and wept like a baby. Reached and put his arms around the little boy and said, God bless your heart, honey. All I've seen for the past 35 years has been God. Why, sure, there was so much God on the inside, he could see him on the outside. If you want to see God in his universe, get him on the inside. Watch how the birds sing different the trees. Even your enemy looks different when God comes on the inside. He's in his universe. He's in you looking out, showing you the magnificent part of his universe. But we will hurry. God in his universe, you believe he is? You ever seen in the sunset? You ever seen in the sunrise? Ever seen in the beautiful mountains? Oh my, sometimes I get there and look down upon the scene and just scream to the top of my voice. I can't help it. There's a deep calling to the deep out there. God in his universe. How we could stand here for hours and speak to him. How God speaks out of his universe. Now, let's take secondly quickly so we can get to it. God in his word. How many believe God's in his universe? All right, you can see him in his universe. Let's see if he's in his word. He said, my word is life. Truly, life. Now the only thing, the word or letter, kill us. The Spirit giveth life. But I trust now with all my heart that God will quicken. Quicken means make alive. Quicken the Word to you now by His Spirit. Jesus said, A sower went forth and sowed seed. And while he slept, another sower came by and sowed carriers. And he went ahead and told a parable. The disciples could not understand it. Jesus explained to them. He said, The sower is the Son of Man. The field is the earth. And the seed is the Word of God. Amen. The seed is the Word of God. If it's whatever God's Word says, it's the seed. Now the way to raise the crop is first get the ground ready. Is that right? Take out all the stink weeds and the briars and the creepers. That's unbelief and doubt. Sweep it out of your heart. Get ready. Then the field broke up. I'm not very much on this drive repenting. I just see a man come down before God say, I'm sorry, Father. Receive me. Broke up the ground ready for the word. Notice. Then, any divine promise of God is a seed. And that seed in the right ground will produce its kind. Corn will bring corn. Barley will bring barley. Wheat will bring wheat. 
believe it with all my heart. The Bible said that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. He was Emmanuel. In other words, he was the express image of Jehovah. Here on earth, it's Jehovah unveiled in flesh, living here on the earth, the only begotten of the Father from his bosom. Notice, God becoming flesh that he might suffer the penalty of sin. Or he was the one who pronounced sin. He was the one who pronounced the penalty upon sin. And he couldn't have some individual person besides himself would be right me say, my wife, to take your place, my boy, my brother, anybody else. If I'm just and sovereign, I'll take your place. And God had to come down in his son, Christ Jesus, to suffer. That's right. And God's blood bled from his body. Yes, sir, God was in his son. He eats like a man. That's right. He spoke like a man. That's right. When he would talk to people. But I tell you, when some people come to take him one time, some soldiers, they went back and said, Never a man spake like this. He was a man, but there was God speaking out of him. When he was standing there, I said to the day, but the sight of Lazarus' grave, tears rolling down his cheeks, he was a man. But when he said, Lazarus, come forth, and a man been dead four days, come back to life again, that was God speaking out of his son. Yes, sir. He was a God-man. I believe he was the, the infinite Son of God, born to the Virgin Mary. That's right, every thing the Bible said he was, I believe he was. When he was on earth, he looked like God, he talked like God, he, he preached like God, he rose like God, he ascended like God. He, God, was in him. God manifested here in a body of flesh on the earth, in a form of his son, Christ Jesus. Notice, God was in his son. He was always God heals back there in the beginning when he was with the Israelites coming through the wilderness. There was a rock going along there, Parnum, a spiritual rock. And God told Moses, smite the rock. It'll bring forth water. What was it? He smote it with a rod that was in his hand. That rod wasn't Moses' rod. That was God's rod, the judgment. And he smote the rock. And the rock brought forth water. And when one time they wanted a drink, they went to the rock. When they wanted something to eat, they went there and a bunch of bees had a hive in there. And in the rock there was a cliff. God stood in the cliff. The bees had their nest in the cliff. Anything they had need of, they went to the rock. And the Bible clearly teaches that Christ was that rock that was in the wilderness. If you're thirsty tonight, go to the rock. If you want honey sweetness, go to the rock. You want life? Go to the rock. If you want to believe God was in his son, go to the rock. He was in the rock. Speak to the rock and it will bring forth its waters. There you are. God in his son. One day there were some people down there trusting God's word. Down there badly. Let's watch it just a few moments. And all I can see a great thing happening. There's been an issue made. That anybody that went down there and began to worship any other god or didn't bow down to what the government said would have to be thrown into a fiery furnace. There was three boys there, four of them, three of them mainly, Shadrach, Meshach, Pentecost. They decided they was not going to bow down to any image. They were going to serve the true God. They believed his word.
how to live with it, they will burn that religion out of them. You can't burn the Holy Ghost out of a man. Where it's for itself. You can't burn it. They took Brother John, the revelator, boiled him in a baton of grease for 24 hours. They thought he was a witch. Some man came here at the temple the other day of the place said, Hey, Brother started giving him a card down there and he was laughing. Some of the ministers was telling me about it. Said it he said, I've come to get my fortune told. Oh my! They brought John was a bewitched the grease. It wasn't John bewitching the grease, it was a holy ghost had he bound up. The grease couldn't burn him. The people shouldn't believe God's word. They said God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace, but nevertheless, we are not bowing down to your image. Or if we could just get some Shadrachs in this building. Now, I don't see no difference in you. It's over there. Somebody prayed for you. I don't see no difference. You can say what you want to, but I'm not bowing down to your unbelief. I'm taking God at his word. That's right. God's in his word. Let's notice this scene that we started just a moment. God, help us for a minute now to see God, how you will reward we get away from the subject just for a second. I can see morning comes that's traumatized just a moment. I can see the furnace of skies look like turning black and red. That furnace is burning. I can see King Nebuchadnezzar set on his throne. They will just turn up that bunch of holy rollers out there and stop all this for us. Sit back out there. We're getting tired of all this they're carrying on around here in the Alright, I see, get ready now, heat the furnace, bring out Shadrach, Meshach, the Benny, go down, their hands behind them, three men with long spears beginning to march them up, where they went up to the top of the cubicle to drop in. Ah, don't you think that when you take Christ as your Savior, as your healer, that the devil won't put the heat on you? He sure will. Yes, sir. Just watch him. Remember, I've warned every one of you within 72 hours. What would take place? The Bible said when the unclean spirits got out of him and he walks in dry places, then returns again. Is that right? Which seven other devils worse than he was. Be careful. Let the good man of the house be staying there with faith, warning away, turn he can't come. Refuse this dead, refuse the habit or anything else. Stay right with it. Notice. It was all. They started the death march. Going up there, they're going to burn up these loyal believers in God. One who trusts God's word. They're going up to the be burnt up. We walk up, you know it. I hear Shadrach say to me, Shadrach, are you, are you sure we're all prayed up? I hear him say, yes, I got the victory. Let's go on. Amen. That's the way to do it. Marched right on, just a little farther. Kept going, going. You got almost there. They get to get a little faint. I hear him say, all right, are you ready now? Yes, we're ready. These fellows push them. Hold your head back. Get right up just one more step now, and away they go, down into the fire. Be consumed while the man that was standing from behind them died of the intense heat. The length of the spear, probably half of that pole or more, behind them died. Goes to show that God was right with them on the march. He'll be right with you from this night on when you take him. To stand on his word and believe that he's in his word and in his son. Here they go marching on. Right up to the edge, watch one more step, and in there they go. Our picture looks pretty dark right now for believers, doesn't it? Let's just turn our camera on our binoculars and look up. You know, all the time there's something going on on earth, there's something going on in heaven. 
I can see. Just look at him a moment. I see him sitting on his throne. Oh, my. His priestly robes all around him. I can see coming to his right a noise. What is it? Let's call it Gabriel, the great archangel. Run up the side of him. Pull his sword. Say, Master, have you looked down in Babylon? Three true believers are meeting their end. Have you beheld them? I've obeyed you all since you created me. Let me go down. I'll change the scene just in a few moments. I believe he could, don't you? Yes, I believe he could. That big sword pulled that David seen him with. Joshua seen him when he crossed the river. Said, I'm the captain of the host of the Lord. I seen that sword draw. I said, Lord, let me go down, Master. I can hear him say, Gabriel, you've been a good angel. That's the day I created you. You have obeyed me. But I just can't let you go. I see Gabriel put his sword back into the sheet. Take paying attention to his side. Oh, my. Everything in the heaven obey him. That's right. All but the heart of man. They don't want to obey him. They don't want to believe him. Look, coming to the left. Here comes another angel. Look at him. God has ministering spirits, angels. I believe them. There's one right here now, not more. And he's still... What is his name? One word. Peter Waters. I can hear him say, Oh, Master, have you looked down into Babylon? Let me go down there this morning. You gave me the keys and the Andalusian destruction. I poured the waters over the earth. You know, uh, what worm has that controls of all the waters of the earth, the Bible says. And there he says, I'll go down and wash Babylon off the face of the earth. I believe he could have done it. Don't you? Yes, sir. Oh, he said, Master, look down there. I hear him say, Woodworm, you have been a good angel. You did obey and break up the springs of the deep and so forth and destroy the world in the days of Noah. But I just can't let you go. I can see Woodworm take his place again and stand in the station. Have you considered another angel said? He said, yes, I've been watching them all night long. Oh, brother, if he was considered about three, he's considered about 3,000 here tonight, too. His eyes on the spell. He knows right now what you have need of. He knows why you've come to this meeting tonight. I hear him say, I can't let you go, you fellows, because I'm going myself. Oh, my. I can see him run. You think I'm crazy, don't you? You're going to call me Holy Roy. I'll say, might as well go to it. Notice, I love him. My, all my life wrapped in him. I see nothing but him. I can see him rise from his throne, his garments drop around him. Step out there and way back over in the north country, I see a big thunderhead. I hear him say, come here. Oh, my. I hear him say, east wind, west, north, and south, come here. Everything minds him. That's right. I hear him say, go over there, get out of that thunderhead and roar over here. Here comes the east, north, south, and west winds. Go under this big thunderhead, and here it comes churning up at the side of the throne. I see him step off on that. Oh, my. Say, winds, I'm going to drive you like horses this morning. I'm going down into Babylon. I can see him reach up and get a hold of the zigzag lightning with his hand. Pass by the tree of life and take off a branch. They made their last step, cursing God's word. And about the time they stepped in, there was one like the Son of Man standing by the side. Yes, sir! With a palm fanning away! Even the hot breeze is down, talking with them. When King Nebuchadnezzar opened the door, said, Come in, you put in the trees that are four in one 